everyone. Welcome to the election edition of Twin Peeps. Uh, yes. I'm your host, Michael. And this is Kyle. Uh, and we're recording live from uh, Rand Paul's um, headquarters in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. His uh, campaign bunker. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to work out, so we're just hanging out recording our podcast. Just eating some military rations. Um, but yeah, a lot of election stuff to talk about, so uh, we'll be giving live updates throughout the night. Um, it is actually happening. The caucuses are happening in Iowa right yeah, now. it's the Iowa caucus. Um, we have Rushub on the floor. We'll try to get him on the phone. Um, he, he has been sending some uh, Facebook photos. I know, and... but we're gonna, we're, I'm going to call him on the phone. Oh, okay. I will talk to him, and he, he will be on the phone. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome to the election edition. Um, I, Kyle, I think we got to start it off with uh, answer the big question. Uh, who hosted SNL again on Sunday? Oh, on Saturday? On the on Saturday, yeah. Sorry, I watched it on Sunday. Who hosted SNL? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is actually a terrible start. Wait, uh, hold on, are you saying you actually watched SNL this week? No, I didn't. But I mean, if I watch it, I watch it on Sunday. Ah, uh, well, funny story. I actually also did not watch SNL this week. Oh, okay. It'll be short this week. Who yeah. who hosted again? Uh, no idea. I mean, when it's a, when it's a rerun, I... Oh, yeah. it was a rerun. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like, I Because I think was... the week after this is Larry David, I want to say. Um, ugh. I just Googled SNL, and the one of the first things that came up was how Saturday, how Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live became a grim joke. Oh, mm. that's sad. Yeah. Okay. I mean, people are real, uh, real down on it. For Apparently. some, yeah. Apparently, they expect shows to be consistently funny. You know. Yeah, it's a. They have a week to produce it. It's supposed to be bad. Right. Yeah, like discu- discussing SNL is the whole fun of it. Hey, hold up. What? There's a. Uh, sorry, just uh, scrolling on. Uh, Facebook here. This isn't related to the election, but it is oh, actually related final voter to, count. Huh? Are you talking about Rusher getting a final voter count? No, 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 no. Um, this is actually related to Twin Peaks. Oh, oh. by the way, did, did we specify that this is Twin Peeps, the show where we talk about Twin Peaks? I specified it was Twin Peeps. I did not say what we did on it. Okay. Well, we talk about the show Twin Peaks, and in the Twin Peaks revival, apparently Naomi Watts is. Oh, on, nice. Wait, starring yeah. role? Uh, she's in it. Oh, that's uh, breaking news tonight. Yep. David Lynch is uh, reprising his role as uh, Gordon Cole, but that's not really a surprise. G- but great stuff for us to talk about tonight. Yep. And then uh, Tom Sizemore is hopping on. Oh. Yeah. Isn't he like a... Uh, I, I hate to say this. Cause Character it sounds actor? So bad, but isn't he like washed up? Oh. Um, oh. I mean, maybe. I thought he was like really not doing well. <laughs> uh, who's who's to say about his personal life? Um, I'm on his Wikipedia page, and I'm seeing the word methamphetamine. Sure. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in 2014. 
uh, a recording emerged of Sizemore alleging that former girlfriend Elizabeth Hurley had an affair with Bill Clinton in 1998. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay, well, sure, good. I don't, yeah. I don't really have an opinion about Tom Sizemore. I do have opinions, though, about uh, Naomi Watts. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite Naomi Watts movie? Uh, she was good in Mulholland Drive. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Have I seen any game she's in? Have I seen any movie she's in? Uh, you'll have to tell me. Let's get that IMDb up. I saw <laughs> Play another rousing game of Google IMDb. I saw. Um, I recall seeing King Kong. I don't remember having any opinion of it. Oh yeah, she was in that. King Kong came out when I was like in 2005 when I would watch movies and I wouldn't really know if they were good or not. <laughs> Right. I would just like put it into my brain and then I'd feel happy watching a movie and then I'd leave and I wouldn't really know if I liked it or not. Yeah, she was in Birdman. I didn't see that. What? No. Oh my god. It's I really want good. To. I should. I should. Is it still on HBO Go? Probably. Okay, wow. Have I not seen a single thing she's been in? Maybe uh she was in the American remake of The Ring, apparently. Mm, did not see that. Oh, I also haven't seen that one. Uh, let's see. Dream I think I know her because she's married to uh, Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. And I'm a Liv Schreiber fan. Weird. I, I saw the first 20 minutes of I Heart Huckabees. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, is she in that? Yeah. Huh. She plays Dawn Campbell. Huh. The character even has its own page. Yeah, I haven't seen a single. Uh, project with Naomi Watts. Well, if who's you apparently watched, like a famous actress? I mean, she's good. Uh, if you watched BoJack Horseman, you'd see her in that. She plays herself. What, would I hear her or see her? You would technically hear her, but you would see her likeness. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, I've probably seen Babe Pig in the City. Oh. She did additional voices on it. Sure. The uh, prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Oh, and I've seen Tank Girl, which is actually a prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. Wow. Huh. I guess I don't know Naomi Watts from anything. Yeah. You really should watch BoJack, though. Yeah. I think you're going to keep trying I will to convince me that. keep singing the praises of that show. I, I don't mind you trying to get me to watch it, because maybe I would like it. And review... You should see it. It's a great. Oh, review? Yeah. I, I started. I, I didn't make it super far. I wish I would have. Uh, uh, I should try it again. It gets a little too depressing, though. Too it, uncomfortable. I mean, if you got to the pancakes episode and thought that was too depressing, it gets worse than that. Yeah. But it's I also, great. I also think, like, I'll, it goes for these, like, really big laughs, but it yeah. isn't, like, funny throughout necessarily you know what i mean sure it, it definitely is a, a slow burn to very uh, socially uncomfortable situation <laughs> yeah i just feel like um nathan for you does some similar stuff you know yeah. of just making the user feel very uncomfortable my thing about nathan for you though is that since it uses real people i'm way less on board i i can only watch review because it's fictional <laughs> interesting yeah hey, did i did I tell you um, about uh, uh, what I was uh, um, 
listening to about Matt Besser. You know Matt Besser? Yeah. Did I, uh, did I say this on the last episode? I don't think so. Um, so Matt Besser was on the Tom Gabris podcast. Yeah, uh, we have not talked about this. Yeah. Um, he, do you know Gabris? He plays intern Gino in County Bang Bang. Yeah, I know Gabris. Um, uh, MTV's Guy Code. Yeah, I, I know he's from that. And I think he's probably a little bit, like, ashamed of it. Yeah, I know. Like, you're just, like, annoyed that that's what he probably makes most of his money from. I mean, it's the same thing with PFT and uh, Best Week Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and probably the, everyone who's on Best Week Ever, aside from uh, Danny Bonaducci. On the end of the year uh, episode of uh, Comedy Bang Bang, they were talking about Best Week Ever. And, <laughs> man, Paul F. Tompkins just is so unhappy about it. <laughs> Anyways, Matt Besser, so when the UCB started, they did a bunch of prank stuff. Like, a huge part of the UCB was pranks. Yeah, yeah, they would do, like, live uh, on-the-street performance stuff. Yep, but they would even do, like, weird pranks on the audience. I read, uh, or he was explaining, that sometimes they would have someone play a critic in the audience who's just there on uh, assignment. Hmm. And they would start accosting the the critic during the show and look at their notes and find out that it said, like, how terrible the show was and stuff. Sure. And they would just do that in the middle of the show without telling, like, and never explain to the audience (laughs) that it wasn't (laughs) part of the show. Didn't, um, I feel like Scott Adsit mentioned something like that a while on, like, some podcast he did. Yeah, so Um, they did they did a bunch of weird stuff. Like they would try to get on the today show and do weird stuff. Great. Yeah. Anyways, do, have you ever heard about Matt Besser's uh, TV show that he used to have? The upper brigade TV show. No cross balls. What? This is like, this was just Matt Be- or, or Matt Besser solely created it. Uh, mm. But it has, uh, uh, favorite comedians, Andy Daly's in a lot. Hey. Do you like uh, Jerry Minor? Is this post-Mad TV then? This was probably in 2006, which honestly so might have been Mad before. TV. It might have been before Mad TV. Mm, no, Mad TV was in the late 90s. No, but it continued on. I mean, for, it continued on for a while, yeah. But like, wasn't didn't uh, Andy Daly and Jerry Minor, didn't they do kind of earlier seasons? No, I feel like Andy Daly was on later than most people. Andy Daly yeah. was on when Key and Peele were on there. Oh. I'm huh. looking right now because the show went to 2009. Oh. And I think Crossballs was 2005. Oh, so it was pre. I think it might have been pre. I Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let's look. I mean, if you're judging, <laughs> if you're gauging what shows are better stepping stones, Crossball is probably a better stepping stone to Mad TV. Crossball was in 2004. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, you're right. And Andy Daly. No, 2000, 2002. Interesting. Wait, what? That's why I was right. I think what happened was Mad TV ended historically for most people. Yeah. When Andy Daly left. <laughs> and then, but wow, Keegan Michael Key stayed all the way until 2009. Sure. I mean, it was probably a solid paycheck, you know? How weird is it that that's a show that just doesn't exist anymore and no one wants to bring it back? <laughs> It was on Isn't for that like, weird. It was on for like fifteen years. There yeah, so was so was Law and Order, and now Law and Order's gone. I bet, I bet there's, but there were probably a ton of people who who were like 
No, but you can keep doing a sketch show. You just yeah. rotate a cast. Yeah. But for Mad TV, can you? Well, Will Sasso <laughs> didn't join till wait, 1997. <laughs> and it had already been going for like two years. I like I like early uh, Mad TV. I don't mind it. Yeah. I, well, and that's the thing is like if you pull up the list of people who are on Mad TV, it's like, oh, I like them. I like them. I like them. Hey, it's Joan Calamezzo. Hey, I like them. I like them. And you just like you run through this whole list of people who are like, oh, yeah, I really like seeing them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's there's this weird part where I, I don't necessarily enjoy the show, but I really like all the people who are involved with yeah. it. Generally, I, speaking. Like, I, I like Ike Barinholtz. A bunch of great yeah. names on here. Yeah, I know. It, I know Cedric you're a huge Yarbrough fan of. It too? I know a huge uh, Frank Caliendo fan. You're not. I know you are. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Uh, oh, and Phil I Lamar. I like a good impression. Phil what? Lamar was on there, but he was yeah. He, he started on there. Yeah, no. It, there's a lot of good. It has a very good pedigree, as it were. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, crossballs. No, I want to tell you about. Uh, I want to tell you about crossballs. Do you sure, know anything about the show? Caucus information. Do you know anything about this? No, you literally just told me about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it was in the. I don't know. You were probably watching Comedy Central when you were at 14. Yeah. Anyways. It's this fake debate show. They wouldn't. They would have Matt Besser and other comedians such as uh, Andy Daly or uh, friends mm-hmm. uh, playing fake debate panelists on a on a debate show. Right. And it's um, kind of like a No You Shut Up, but with real people. I don't. Uh, I don't watch No You Shut Up. I also don't watch it. Um, but it's but so the they'll have you know. F- Fake, uh, they'll have real experts battling comedians pretending to be experts. Mm -hmm. It's super, super funny. Sure. Uh, And they had to cancel it. They did 24 episodes in the first season. They had to cancel it because Besser was getting, uh, uh, what do you call it? Death threats. (laughs) What? Because he was like, because he was actually doing debates that people are passionate about and then (laughs) using these characters to really make fun of them. (laughs) <laughs> so they would do uh uh they had uh religious people on and sure uh uh like m- it was mostly Besser making fun of super conservative people. Yeah. I mean that's the bulk of comedy. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was but they didn't t- but they wouldn't even tell them it was a joke after after they filmed it. Oh. <laughs> So they didn't tell them what show they were filming, and they would call it. They would try to refer it to as the debate show, and they oh, would no. have, and the the audience didn't know it was fake. <laughs> Jesus, and it, it, there's 24 episodes, and they're all on YouTube, like because Comedy Central didn't even want to put it out on DVD, so oh. everyone's okay with it being out on YouTube. Yeah, huh. I mean, I think I think Besser's doing all right. Oh yeah, no, I, he's probably fine. But yeah, it's on YouTube, and I've watched nice. a few episodes, and it's super funny. Nice. Like they'll have, uh, you know, someone t- coming on talking about how pot is wrong, and Besser's on there as a doctor who's getting teenagers high all the time, just like te- <laughs> like wanting to test weed on them to see its effects. Yeah. But it's done super unprofessionally. He's just smoking weed with kids. 
<laughs> oh, man, yeah. it's so funny. Anyways, but these kind of prank shows, they would never tell. <laughs> the person they're pranking is Matt Pastor was looking to offend and belittle these people that he really disagreed with. Right. That's such a weird uh, way to think of pranking. He's like, I want to hurt these people. I really don't like them. They think dangerous things, so I want to go out and hurt them. Yeah. That's that's so uh, out there. I, I would never think to do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's very uh, antagonistic. Yes. I, I mean, if you, like, knowing Matt Besser, that really makes sense. Let's be real. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, anyways, you should check that that show out. But he talks. He's on the Gabers podcast, and he talks a lot about pranking mm-hmm. and his uh, the pranks they did at UCB and stuff. Sure. And oh man, it, it's super good. They they did something where they were on. I think it was the uh, uh, Conan show mm-hmm. um, as guests, you know, performing normally. And then a month yeah. later, they went there to do some prank. Of, like, being members in the audience and, like, pranking on the show, I guess. Sure. And they got, like, kicked out. They got banned from the Conan show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's badass. And uh, apparently, like, Amy Poehler did all these pranks with them. Yeah. She was a part of it. But she hated it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Oh, man. You should check it out. So, Crossbells, check it out. Anyways. All right. What else do we have to talk about? Election uh, stuff? The Iowa caucus, yeah. Yeah, what do we got? What's the... Uh, let's see how things are looking. Pull I'm, up... Uh, I have money riding on this election. Sure. I actually get in trouble for... But I'm just putting on the primaries, not the actual national election. I mean, it's still gambling. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm nailing it so far. Yeah? Ted Cruz in first with 28.74. Trump at 25.18. And Rubio at 21... Two, four. Wait, you have you have uh, Ted uh, pegged to beat Trump? Yeah. I know it's not popular. I think my heart's in it a little because I really don't like Trump. But <sighs> this is what I'm betting on. I mean, have you, did you check the, uh, what is it, the 538? Oh, yeah. I read 538 for like at least an hour every day. Yeah. Um, you know that he has Trump pegged to win Iowa, right? Yeah, well, projected to win. Even yeah. if you go on the website, it'll say anything can happen. Yeah. So I got but my heart in this one a little bit. By I like really a high don't. margin. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Cruz is up 3% right now. Do you have anything on the Democratic stuff? Hillary with 50.76, Bernie with 48.65. No, I mean, uh, do you have money on the Democratic stuff? No. I think I care too much about it. <laughs> you know, because... Yeah. Yeah, and with Iowa, that's sixty six percent in, and or for Democrats, sixty six percent in. Yeah, uh, Republican fifty five percent in. So it looks like Ted Cruz might be able to nudge him out. Oh, that would be so sweet. That would just. Oh. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Rubio is probably the most electable of them. So I'm just, I'm mostly nervous about him getting uh, no the primaries. The, the thing is. Rubio's not going to win the primary. <laughs> That's I know, what's I'm, bonkers. I know, he's but the I'm most saying like, what candidate they have, and he's not going to win. Isn't Rubio kind of likable? Yeah, he's, he's he's so much more presidential than Cruz or Trump. Fine, he's yeah. young. Yeah, but like 
he's the best shot for the conservatives having like any shot at actually reaching out to like Hispanic voters. Yeah. And he's and not going to win. I know. And I I I kind of <laughs> like him. I I mean I disagree with a lot of his policies, but compared to the rest of the the race, like him and Rand Paul, I'm like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. I, mean, I, wouldn't, not, I wouldn't go so far with Rand for me personally, but we're in his headquarters right now. True. I'm. We're also in a back room. I. I don't think he can hear us. Wait. You don't agree with Rand Paul, and you agree with like Ted Cruz more than Rand Paul. Oh no, I'm. I'm saying likability. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but like as a president, though, I think Rand Paul would be, be like a probably a pretty decent president. Mm. You don't think so? No. <laughs> you think Rubio would be a better president than him? Yeah. Rand takes too much after Ron. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It, it? Yeah, it's annoying that Rubio is doing so poorly. Right? <laughs> I was talking to my roommate today, and he was saying how it, it would be cool if Bernie Sanders yeah. uh, won the primaries. It's just like a show uh, like that's what peaks for a, a lot of Americans let's think. Let's definitely like, get back to the election. Ted Cruz like, or Donald yeah, Trump sure. is probably going to win the Republican primary. Your internet connection it is probably going to be Donald up and Trump. running. Should that we run through the summary? Have my, yeah. I hope we got the right episode. Like uh, so season two, episode 19, Variations on Relations. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, yeah, we only have like two, three episodes left. Yes. It's crazy. It'll be nice. It's been quite a journey. Did I tell you that I have uh, another podcast I'm working on right now? That shall not be named. Yeah. No. How do you should, feel about how do you, you feel about it. that? Yeah, go for it. It's gonna be so much easier to schedule recordings <laughs> of it. <laughs> Cause I I live with the guy I'm doing it with. So There's that. There's also no need to have like to watch everything if you're yeah. a guest. Yeah, so it's going to be a uh, a show where we talk about Steven Spielberg movies. Where we watch a different movie and talk about it. Right. So much more easy to get people to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, at least with this, the fact that we have no listeners, I can justify it based on its <laughs> premise. But if this doesn't do well, it means people just don't want to listen to me. Sure. So. Yep. Well, uh, whenever you want to have me on, you let me know. Yeah. What up? Did you say there's an episode you specifically want? No. <laughs> yeah. I get, like I, I'm like I said, I don't have any strong opinions on Spielberg. Really? I enjoy him, but I don't have like, one that is like I really love this one movie. I have to not, talk about this. Not even like Jaws or ET. Nope. Okay. Sure. I mean, they're good. I, I'm not gonna say they're not. Cause that'd be wrong. But I, I don't know. I just don't have one where I'm like, I really love this movie by him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you let me know. I'll let you know. Give me one of the ones that no one else wants to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hit it. All right. Coop and Co. return to Owl Cave. Wyndham Earl tells the tale of the white and black lodges. Pete plays chess and composes Josie poetry. Eckhart willed Kate, uh, Catherine a puzzle box. Bobby wants Shelley in the pageant. Lana Milford wants her husband to rig the pageant. Coop asks Annie out for a nature study. Coop reveals the sh- uh, reveals the Shelley poem's significance. Garland Briggs agrees to help Coop with info on Project Blue Book. Ben Horn comps for Tremaine's nose care. Earl helps his captive find the answer to life's tough questions. Ben Horn wants to synergize Miss Twin Peaks with the Pine Weasel campaign. Pete, Mayor Milford, and Doc Hayward are judging. Mike tells Bobby how dynamic... <laughs> 
Mike tells Bobby how dynamite LA Nadine is. Truman goes to Catherine for insight on Josie. Coop and Annie have their picnic. Uh, and Wyndham plays third wheel. Tremaine conducts a wine-tasting t- uh, fundraiser for Ben's Weasel campaign. Gordon smooches Shelly just in time for Bobby to show up. Lucy spits out her wine. Jack commiserates with Coop about love. Donna asks Eileen about Ben Horn and doesn't like her answer. Coop and co respond to an unknown threat at the park's gazebo. Boom. Yeah. A little bit rough, but hey, there you go. Yeah, All right, that was a lot longer than I usually like it. And it I didn't know. rhyme. It never rhymes. Yeah. Even that time it rhymed, didn't rhyme. <laughs> a lot of slant rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what? Uh, nothing. I was just going to make her a dumb joke. You're going to make a racist Asian joke, weren't you? Mm, yeah. Nice. That's it. <laughs> take okay. Him, take him down a peg. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that, I guess that means I've just made the racist Asian joke. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, it's my plan all along. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's. Okay, this. Just in general, did you like this episode? I don't think it was great. I don't think this was as good as uh, last week's episode. No. Yeah, and I think if you looked on the IMDb thing, the the ratings reflect that. Okay. Well, um, let's get into it with weirdest character. This yeah. is a great way to introduce a new character seen in this episode, and probably not from. Again, um, what is the name of our the metal guy? <laughs> what, what is, what's the character's name and what is the actor? I don't think he has a name. I don't think he's ever named. This might be the worst character on Twin Peaks. Yes. Um, um, do so you know the actor's name? That, I th- if I remember correctly, I think that is... Um, Sam Raimi's brother. What? Oh, huh. Because um, he was in all three Spider-Man movies. <laughs> um, I IMDb'd I, I him because I was like, who is this? Do you know yeah, the Raimi really annoying part is uh, Kenneth Walsh, the guy who plays Wyndham Earl, is super good. He's yeah. such a good actor in this. He's really, really good. And then we got to listen... <laughs> To such a terrible, broad performance. Yeah. Oh, man. It's I really, it's really bad. Ted Raimi? That's Ted Raimi? I think so. It's it's playing... It, it's like a character in, in like a sketch comedy. It's like a character from a Mad TV episode. <laughs> yep. Speaking of. Yep, that is Ted Raimi. Wow. Let's, let's see what else Ted Raimi's done. He's in all the three Spider-Man's... As in like a main role? Uh, no, like, he, he does have. A, he's a name character, and he's in all three. I think he might just be like a, a, a Daily Bugle guy. Oh, he's in the uh, Ash versus the. He's basically in a lot of his brother's movies because he's in like Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he was in. Uh, oh, he was in uh, <laughs> Xena Princess Warrior. I, yeah, he, I watch, he's around. I yeah. watched the show. He's not. He's terrible on on uh, on Twin Peaks. Though he's so bad. Why did they film? Why did they film it? Why did they let it go to air? I couldn't tell you. I honestly couldn't tell you. Although I had forgotten in, about this character, but 
we mentioned a few weeks back the uh, the video game uh, Deadly Premonition. There's a character in Deadly Premonition who looks basically exactly like this character and behaves similarly, and it makes a lot more sense. All right, why you can, you can start your Deadly Premonition podcast? In I might a few weeks. It's great. I, I I wish I could remember who I was talking to about Deadly Premonition, but I definitely was talking at a party with someone about Deadly Premonition. You are missing out by not playing it, man. How would so I even good. play it if I wanted to? I You buy a console. <laughs> I'm not going to buy a PlayStation 2. Yeah. No, 3. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm Okay, it's an even, even better reason not to. <laughs> anyway, this character is terrible. He's wearing like a fake uh, soul patch or something. Yeah. He talks like a surfer dude, kind of. Kind of is, uh, yeah, it's the best way like, to qualify that. Just like a, <laughs> whoa, man. Yeah, just someone who doesn't like authority. I think that's what the general yeah. thing they were going for. Yeah. He's so bad. I mean, do we really have to talk a lot about him? Because he oh. just, he, uh, he uh, really brings right. me down. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up quick. Um, definitely <laughs> the weirdest character <laughs> from reasons like when he... When Wyndham Earl is pointing a very tiny crossbow at him, yeah. it was like a, it was an adorably tiny crossbow. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't get a bigger one. It seemed like it was a toy at first. <laughs> Maybe it was. They had to repurpose it. But he's he's asking Leo to get the arrow. Yep. Er, and then he shocks Leo. Yeah. And because he's crazy. I think first he says, whoa, that looked like it hurt. And then he says, hey, how's he going to give me my beer? Yeah. 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 I, I can't defend this particular character. I think he might be the worst uh, person on the show. <laughs> well, luckily, we get to, a, uh, get to the scene at the end. And yeah. he gets taken care of. But, in a uh, giant paper mache chess piece. Yes. Anyway, he's the weirdest character. Who would you <laughs> have in second place? Um, I mean, Windemarle. Carly Fiorna? <laughs> oh, in the... Oh, uh. <laughs> Sorry, we're just going to randomly switch between election coverage and... Well, that's not going to be confusing in the slightest. Yeah. Uh, All right. In second place, Ted Cruz. It's going to be Trump 1, Cruz 2. Okay. In second place for weirdest character? <laughs> Windemarle. Although I'd prefer Windemarle in second place. Absolutely. In the election commentary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Hillary up 2% with 69% reporting. Cruz up 3% with 62% reporting. Oh, man. Like she's ahead 2%? Or yeah, she's uh, up from a previous number too. No, uh, ahead of Sanders by two ah, percent. Interesting. Yeah, wait, no, two percent. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, sure. um, still too early to really call. Nope, I'm gonna call it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's not talk about him anymore. Um, yeah. Weirdest scene. I got. I gotta say. I gotta say the same. Uh, yeah. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> just, it's super weird. It's I mean, if bad. You can, especially if you can stitch together the entirety of Wyndham Earl with the captive. Like, 
all the way up until the actual murder. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like I like his portrayal of Windermere so much because he 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 sometimes he's, you know, crazy and terrible, but sure. other times he's super charming. Yeah. He yeah. can be really charming. He definitely does a good job of straddling those two lines, I think. Yeah. And I think it's not it isn't like in movies where there's like an evil person who's charming, like overly charming. He just like he's a charming guy. Yeah. He plays yeah. like totally normal and likable. <laughs> Doesn't seem like he really has to try too hard to be charming. Exactly. Yeah. Um okay, well, let's move on to oh bad but not David Lynch. Bad or David Lynch. <laughs> bad or David Lynch. He's there. I, I think I need to nominate that exact same scene. Okay. Uh I won't take that away from you because it is pretty bad. It's the truth. But consider this. Uh the scene where Mike explains to Bobby why he's with Nadine. What do you think he could have whispered to him? So that is something we need to talk about. Yeah. Right. So we gotta we gotta set some facts out on the table, there's, right? There's two there's we have two data points. One <laughs> Nadine has super strength. She has super strength. And two, she has sexual, sexual experience. Maturity. Sexual yeah. maturity. Yes. What? A, th- a third, okay, the third data point is that... No, every- he specifically just tells these to him first. That's no, the I know, only but thing. This, this is something that we need to, we need to consider in light of. Sure. Um, all three characters involved in this thing are heterosexual. <laughs> um, yeah. So Mike's heterosexual, Bobby's heterosexual, Nadine's heterosexual. Uh, probably have pretty vanilla proclivities, right? Yeah. But, so, but, yeah, yeah. I think I think my the craziest thing is what could what could have his re- his reaction was insane. He <laughs> he yelled out loud, <laughs> and everyone looked at him, and he had to calm himself down. Yep, he had to by, regain his composure. Yeah, by basically just getting right up next to a pinball machine. What? Yeah, what is so sexually insane that and amazing? So it, he seemed ma- like it was he was really impressed by it. It wasn't like it was oh, yeah. something it was fucked like, up. Whoa, that is the hottest thing I've ever heard. I think that was kind of the joke, right? Yeah. So sexual maturity, you got that. I sure. That's fine. Yeah. The superhuman strength bit. That's where it gets weird. Yeah. Also, um, by the way, this is the first time we've seen Mike and Bobby together in like 20 episodes. I know. <laughs> and in fact, they make reference to it. It's like, hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> and I was like, I haven't seen you guys in a while. I love Mike and Bobby. I love that they're together. It is pretty good. It's I kind of a weird scene. I wouldn't him. even give, give this bad, but not David Lynch, because I was so happy seeing both of them hanging out again. <laughs> But I was, we gotta figure out what <laughs> what is happening. I don't think I'd have that reaction to anyone telling me anything at all, unless maybe it's that like I won the lottery. Maybe <laughs> if I won the Powerball, I'd probably react that strongly. But it would take sure, or maybe like if even then it's know. not a it's not clear if you'd do that or just go write a Facebook status. What news would make me that happy? I can't even think of news in my life that would make me that happy. Uh, what if... I'm at a startup. If my company got funding, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably freak out at that level. What if, you're, uh, what if your 
bet comes through. No, no, no. Even <laughs> it's a cool twenty in your pocket. Uh, no, my brother isn't doing it, so it'd be it'd be ten in my pocket. No, oh, it's so lame. <laughs> yeah, I do have fi- I do have fifty uh, on the primary results though of the whole primary process. Oh, you only have ten on just the Iowa caucus. I have five on the Iowa caucus, but it was a pool with me, my mom, and my dad. <laughs> Keeping things interesting. Sure. <laughs> um, and it looks like I'm winning. Hey, nice. Pretty proud about that. Let's refresh again. Yeah. Let's see what we got. No, seventy-six point eight percent in for Democrats, which is pretty decent. And Hillary, Hillary still up too. No, Hillary up by uh, one point three percent. Whoa, you're starting to get closer to the margin for error. Yeah. I wonder, do they put in the margin for error on here? That'd be nice just to include it on the page. Be like, yeah, it could be plus or minus 1%. I mean, I think I think it's kind of assumed that that number is not going to be 100% accurate. But they're they going down of, to two decimal places. Why would they go down to two decimal places then? Maybe it's, an, maybe it's just an average right now. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you don't really factor in the margin of error until everything is in, you know? Yeah. I still think they should put down maybe whole numbers because then it would be 50, 49. That'd be. Yeah. They should just use, like, thumbs ups and thumbs downs. <laughs> yeah. Ted yeah, they should down. <laughs> yeah. They should do it like how they do it on Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trump is smiley face. <laughs> One precinct report thing. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, man, this is great. I yeah. bet they've done this. I bet they've done this on <laughs> Sesame Street. Anyways. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, so what do we think it is? Um, do you I, think that these guys are really boring in their normal sex lives and she just gave him a blowjob and he'd never <laughs> have had that before? But a superhuman strength one. That's the thing. You, we can't forget that. That is a factor in what... Well, Mike. maybe he just means that it, maybe he said that we have sex for f- five hours in a row. No, but OK. <sighs> but that's not strength. That's just stamina, right? I think sta- stamina strength is, is her in, ability to lift I think, things. I think stamina is an element of strength. Mm. I, I think he could have been more specific. Mm. I like to think that it's just lifting things. So, but then how is that a... I know, that's what makes it fun. <laughs> I don't know any sex moves that involve the woman lifting considerable things. <laughs> exactly. Maybe he was going to say that we have sex... Uh, like, she, she has sex while she stands up and, and holds me. She would, she would have to be so dumb all of the time. And then Maybe. if that's the case, which is totally cool if Mike's into that, it's very unlikely that Bobby is into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a... That was a... A bad joke, but it was good seeing the boys back together. Yeah. If only for eight seconds. Why couldn't? Why couldn't they? Re- How come they have Mike going through this terrible dog and pony show? <laughs> Meanwhile, his best friend is in town. They could be hanging out. Why I, not give the actors something that they even reference the fact that it's been a while since they've seen each other? Right. Implying that the audience has missed it, maybe, which we did. Yeah. It's also weird considering that uh, this is a, a very strange period for Bobby and Shelly, too, because it's yeah. very clear that they're kind of on the rocks, as evidenced by the scene between Shelly and Gordon Cole. And, and well, 
I mean that I I feel like that's that that really uh, that really seals the deal. But um, Bobby had been telling her that she needs to win the Twin Peaks pageant. Yeah. Why does he think this is such a good idea? Uh, who is he? I don't know. He he makes it sound like it's gonna get like they're gonna get rich off it. It's two thousand dollars. I understand it's a good amount of money, but. Why? Well, I don't it's, know. It's, uh, no, but the thing is, I think the $2,000 is only a scholarship. I thought it was $2,000 plus a scholarship. I thought it was a $2,000 scholarship. Like, I don't think it's two thousand. I don't think it's two grand cash. Maybe. It okay. Is. Maybe. Anyways, I, um, I'd have to actually watch the show to figure that out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, it, it kind of doesn't make sense. I, I, and I, also, I also don't like the subplot because I want to like Bobby. Yeah, they're making him kind of a, a dick in the past few episodes. You know, it's one thing for him to be like flirty with Audrey Horn, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, like, it, it started with the whole... I guess it's really just a continuation of when they were caretaking with Leo, you know? Yeah. Um. I don't know why they had to take care of Leo. I don't know how that situation worked out like that. Uh, I I can't. I don't have the answer for you. I, I brought that same thing up. Like, again, it's probably pretty easy for them to just be like, hey, sorry, we can't take care of him. Like, we need to put him in a home. Mm-hmm. Let's get us our, ourselves out of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know it's going to be annoying? Sorry, this is election news again. Mm-hmm. If... Bernie Sanders barely loses to Hillary Clinton, then it, it, I'm going to hear so much annoying Bernie Sanders stuff over the next I few know. weeks. It's oh going to be really bad. That's, God, I, I think know. That's, the way I'm going to hear most about Bernie Sanders is if he just barely loses, because then all the Bernie Sanders people are going to think that they need to convince everyone to vote Bernie Sanders and that they can swing the vote. Yeah. I know. <sighs> it's, it's a double-edged sword. And again, I'm still very concerned that we're going to get a, a large percentage of people, maybe not enough to actually sway an election, but still large people who are going to be like, Bernie didn't win the primary. The uh, electoral system is completely beyond repair if we can't get and then him they in the White vote. House. And they're just going to be like, no, I'm not going to participate because my vote doesn't matter clearly. All because their one candidate did not win the primary. I feel like people who think that their vote doesn't count are people that don't vote in the first place. Uh, yeah, I don't think people's minds can change, and suddenly they'll be frustrated with the process. Oh, well, I think like I think people are viewing Bernie as like a way to amend the process, because especially since he's vowing to uh, people like, put people into the Supreme Court to overturn Citizens United. Um, yeah, I, I feel like my friends who are really into Bernie Sanders though are also the people who have been really into other. Uh, Democrats. It's my, yeah. like, my I'm friends. Not, I'm not really saying like Sanders. our friends, but like oh, I'm ju- I'm just talking about how this influences my social life. Yeah, <laughs> but like if I, you go onto YouTube and there's some guy who just goes onto an NPR video about a debate and just writes Bernie forty times in a row, and that post gets like four hundred likes. I think that's people that just want likes. Yeah, but if like if someone like that voted in the primary. I could easily see them being like, well, he didn't win, so... Oh, the person who likes the comment or the person who writes the comment? Both. <laughs> Both are just disgusting people. Yep. 
Yeah. <sighs> like, if you like Bernie and you vote for him, that's totally on you. Good for you for participating in the Democratic process. But if he yeah. loses, do your goddamn duty and vote for Hillary when it comes time to the general. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, speaking of uh, of that, do you go on Reddit? Uh, not often. I like uh, I go on their po- uh, politics page occasionally, okay, you know, because they swing super left, so I like it. Yeah. But over the last two weeks, all they do is just send out these emails bashing, like it's it's just articles bashing Hillary Clinton. Oh, great. These and some of these are so. <laughs> Like they're quoting Fox News, and they're uh, two days ago, this article from some Nazi site got uploaded to the front page sure. of our politics because they're so uh, because it was so anti-Hillary. It's so, like every, Bernie and Hillary are, are really close on a lot of issues. Yeah, you know, I like, mean, doesn't doesn't anyone remembering this happening about Ron Paul? Uh, eight years ago. Well, the thing is, Ron Paul does not never had a chance in hell. Um, yeah, but there were people like that who were who th- were super into. Uh, okay, I guess the the fact that he has a better chance is a factor. Yeah, he like Bernie is way closer to the White House than Ron Paul ever was, and now will ever be, thankfully. Yeah, but eight hundred and seven upvotes. The war on Bernie Sanders. The Democratic Party elite has launched a virtually unprecedented attack against Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Oh, with the whole, um, yeah, email server thing. Yeah. Official withheld Clinton emails contain operational intel. Put lives at risk from foxnews.com. Yep. And then the article is saying from some anonymous source. It's right. Super, it's basically super lying. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone in the comments is like, if you read the article, it it really it, this probably isn't true, <laughs> but it it has that the headline has two thousand five hundred and forty upvotes right now. Yep, that's I, lo- I, I love reading about the election. I just like hearing discussion from people that are well informed and aren't just trying to convince people, but who are I, I think trying to convince people is boring. I want to hear people talk about what the public as a whole thinks and how campaign should adapt to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I, I totally am of the opinion that the individual vote doesn't count. You need to sway to them. You need to change the platform to reach the masses, not change individual people. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like if you focus your attentions on one person at a time, but I mean, you, <laughs> you do, like I, when I complain about people who say that one, like their vote doesn't matter, they literally mean that like th- if they abstain from voting, like it's basically a cop out to abstain from voting, right? Yeah. Like even if they're opinionated and want to see someone put into a position of power, like it's one thing if you're apathetic, if you're apathetic about the whole process and whatever, and you don't want to vote, that's one thing. If you're <laughs> yeah invested and concerned and all this stuff and you're like vaguely informed which is like the best i can really expect anyone to be and you still say oh but my one vote doesn't matter so i'm not going to do it that's a different thing yeah i mean i think i'm kind of a combination of every view because i don't think my vote matters uh but i still vote i'm apathetic about it but i still vote because of social pressure and i know people will get mad at me if i don't vote I mean, if that's what it takes, I'll take it. 
I really, I really wish, you know, they could just do really good polling and find out what, who the, who the country wanted to elect. That would be, (laughs) it would be so much more effective. It would be cheaper. It would be more accurate. It would be better in so many ways. Yeah. Well, there's, and you'd get, and you'd get a better idea for whatever in the country actually thinks because there's huge groups like Mexican people don't vote. That's like a big thing. Right. It's really tough to get. It's really tough to get Hispanics out and vote. If they did a, if they did it by uh, polling and uh, estimated instead of trying to measure it exactly, it'd be. Oh, I don't know. So. Well, it, yeah. I there are countries that mandate voting or like have uh, they set aside like national days to poll. You know. Yeah. Um, if we started doing things like that to actually make it easier to vote, I think that would go a long way to that. Why but, not just do polling and why not just do accurate polling? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I oh. mean, like, but that's the thing is it all, all an election is, is a poll that people just have to do on a specific day. It's a know? terrible poll. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, te- it's a terrible poll. I mean, I think the, th- there's definitely things that are wrong about the voting process, but. You, it's kind of on the population that's being polled, you know, for a lot of it. Yeah. I don't know. It does kind of suck like, that it's not like one man, one vote for a national election, but mm-hmm. I don't know. If, if, if there wasn't a, if, if for the uh, presidential election, it was just a national vote and it was just a, you know, full, just a, just a full percentage of votes and not the electoral college, I would be so much more inclined to vote. Yeah, it, it's really dumb that we still have the electoral the electoral college for a national election, but so dumb. Alas. All right, earwax. Let's get to it. There you go. Uh, worst police work. Uh, Andy drawing the petroglyphs instead of just taking a goddamn camera and taking a picture of it. I don't. I didn't. I didn't understand why he was drawing it on the chalkboard. He did. He already have a picture of it. No, that's the point. He was drawing it from memory. Oh. And Garland oh, Briggs okay. is there, and he's like, yeah. Andy, I believe that image goes down. And then he's like, how do you know that? And yeah. Man, I wish I, I, I wish Briggs would have gotten more to do in that scene. He was kind of boring in that scene. Yeah. <sighs> Bad use of Garland Briggs. Yeah, speaking of, uh, I've been watching a few episodes of Stargate. Yeah. It's fun. It's really dumb. That's fun. He's he's on it. Yeah, he he basically plays the exact same character, except not a Briggs. You know. Awesome. Is he is he still alive? Nope. Yeah, Unfortunately. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. Worst police work. I don't really have anything. Then let's leave it with that. I got, yeah. Uh, best. Um. Oh, I do actually have best music cue this week. Yeah, there was I. I felt like I heard two new cues in this episode. I'm not even going for an actual cue, um, but I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you lay no, down what I you got. I don't have any in mind. I'm just. Saying, I I feel like there were a few. Uh, a few. Sure. Uh, new music cues. Sorry. Go on. Mine is definitely when Bobby goes into the R and R to, <laughs> as soon as Gordon is kissing Shelley, and yeah. the Let's record scratch. Let's talk about that scene a little bit. The record uh, scratch. I, I didn't notice a record scratch. Oh, that's great. How, how 
badass is Gordon Cole in that scene? <laughs> Kissing her a second time. <laughs> so do we see, what, see it happen again? Do we see what happens after that? Ha- after that, or no? No. Well, so he is going back to uh, Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, before I go, Shelly, uh, is it cool if I smooch you? And she's like, yeah, all right. Because Bobby's being a dick, and she's like, oh, this man's nice, and we've been having a good time. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So he does it. Bobby shows up, and the Bobby's like, what the hell? And Gordon's like, yeah, not putting two and two together, like never putting two to get two and two together mm-hmm. that yeah. Bobby and Shelly are dating. Yeah. I wonder, I feel like if, if they would have had to continue that scene, though, it would have involved Gordon Gordon Cole and um, uh, what's his face? Getting into a fight. Bobby getting into a fight. The scene following that? No, that scene. I feel like if that scene would have had to go on longer, that's yeah. the only outcome that could have happened. Especially with how much of an asshole Bobby had been playing. Yeah. Though, I don't know. I kind of feel like Gordon would just like go about his business and leave. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, I, I think it's super cool how Gordon Cole, she's significantly younger than him. Yeah, that that is a weird part of it. I don't think we've established, though, that she's a high school student, though. She is. She's the same age as uh, uh, Laura Bobby? Palmer. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've never seen her in school, though. Well, so I think, I think she's a dropout. She dropped out to okay. marry uh, Leo, Johnson. Leo Johnson. So she's not in school. No, yeah, she's like an eighteen-year-old high school dropout. Yeah, but I just I think that's such an interesting thing that Gordon Cole can hear her fine, and it's it's so sweet. I I I like that storyline a lot. Sure, it would be better if it wasn't with. An eighteen-year-old high school dropout, but you know, I didn't. I didn't mind that much. Yeah, it's not the worst. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Um. Bernie Sanders closing the margin a little bit. Hillary up by one point one percent. I'd be interested to see. Well, I guess I wouldn't actually be interested to see because I have no idea what the precincts of Iowa actually correlate to. But yeah. I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing those figures are with a lot of the urban centers reporting. Yeah. And like if you wait for all the rural centers with elderly populations, that should in theory bump up Hillary yeah. a little bit. I will give you my overall prediction though that um I think the winner is gonna be um uh uh what's her face? Shelley. God damn it. For the Miss Twin Peaks competition. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think she's going to win. Um, yeah. You obviously already know. I do already know. Uh, but with the polling I've done, uh, <laughs> I think I think sh- I, I want Shelly to win. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, is uh, What's-Her-Face doing it? Uh, Annie? She has not entered, I don't think. Okay. Um, that whole scene in general of the... How, um, first of all, it's weird that, like, <laughs> the Council of Voters is uh, the Bookhouse Boys. What is, uh, well, the mayor's just, not a Bookhouse Boy. 
He's not a bookhouse boy? No. Oh, he's not. But still, two out of three bookhouse boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we have the mayor who makes sense to be on the board. Sure. Um, Doc Hayward, because why Doc, not? Yeah, but I feel like the people that should be on the board would be Dick Tremaine and... Uh, not Dick Tremaine, no. He, he's just a guy who works in housewares at the Horn he's Department. Doing, he's leading a wine tasting. I think Ben Horn would make more sense. He announced a fashion show. Ben oh, Horn and, ben, would make and, more and sense. Ben Horn. Ben Horn was the other person I was gonna say. Yeah, Pete doesn't. Pete belongs less than yeah. Pete, than Pete Dick Tremaine. definitely not. I could see Doc Hayward because he is like the doctor. You know, like everyone That's, knows him. Okay, I guess. Also, I think it's weird when Audrey had her, or um, no, Donna had that awkward scene with her parents, which was such a weird scene. Yeah, and she was asking about Ben Horn and uh, yeah, Mary Jo. But um. She tells her dad that she's doing the Miss Twin Peaks. Yep. Her dad was there. Didn't she see her dad? Uh Oh, I guess that scene was after. Yeah. They were in they yeah, they were in the same room together. Yeah. I That's weird. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't tell you. It might that might just be a a slip in editing, you know. Yeah. Because like, I don't think that scene needed to be before or after it necessarily, but that would make it more chronologically sound. Yeah. Hey, we should probably get moving. We're uh it's getting a little late. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh favorite character. Is it Coop? No. Same. He did some there were some parts that I didn't like Coop in. One the boat ride, I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> um and then the whole yep. scene with the giant box that Windermere left. Right. I don't think it's Coop's fault that I didn't like that scene, but I didn't like that scene. So there wasn't a lot from Coop. It is a, like having a bomb threat is a little weird on this show. Yeah. And like the pulling the thing, it seemed like seemed out of Scooby-Doo. Very theatrical. Yeah. Like yeah. even more theatrical for Wyndham Earl, which is saying something. Yeah. I, I wasn't a fan. But yeah, this episode was kind of a bummer overall. But who, who does that leave as your actual favorite character? Who does that leave as my favorite character? Um, actually, though, I do need to say, though, Coop did have a really good scene with what's Audrey's guy's name again? Uh, Jack Wheeler. Jack Wheeler. Him and Jack talking about love, love together. Yeah. I like that scene. I thought that was good. Yeah. A little schmaltzy, but, you know. Yeah. Solid. Coop's drinking milk. Uh, Jack's drinking a shot of whiskey, but he keeps taking, like, sips from it. Yeah, he's enjoying it. I've never seen someone drink a shot like that. It might be a weird glass, but he's definitely was, savoring that whiskey. It was a shot glass, and he took, like, four sips of it. Yeah. It was weird. Again, weird glass, but he savors the whiskey. I'm going to give it to Gordon Cole. Solid choice. Uh, he's cool. He's, he sneaks a smooch from Shelly. Um, <laughs> I love him talking real low, talking all quiet. Sure. Uh, I think that's great. What do you think? Uh, I actually gave it to Dick Tremaine this episode. Okay, we haven't talked about the wine tasting part yet. Do no. You, so this means you like the wine tasting stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, I wouldn't go so far. Okay. I like Dick Tremaine in that scene. Yeah. Uh, I just think he's a fun. He's a fun watch this episode. Um, yeah. Like his first, his asking Ben for help with the nose stuff after yeah. the ferret bit his nose. 
and then he talk, but then he talks about getting and talking to a lawyer. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I'll call off my lawyer, basically. And then Ben is like, the urge to do good is sometimes fleeting or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a, but it's just like I don't know. It's really on character and Weasley himself, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Then also like during the, the fact wine that he's tasting. leading wine tasting. So there's that. Yep. And then also just during the wine tasting, you can tell that he's just doing his damnedest to contain his just disdain for Andy all yeah. the way through. And he's being super rude to Lucy as well. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Which they is have the also obviously super they have the obviously prettier girl by her. Right. Which is just lazy writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's still fun for Dick. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's great. Uh, or, or, I don't think it's great, but there's a few things. But I just, like. just Tremaine, not, not, not the scene itself, just his character. Yeah, I, I, I liked when he took the glass. Of, I liked him talking about how to taste wine. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, exactly. And I also like when he takes the sip of. Um, when he smells it, he gets wine on his nose bandage. That was very silly. <laughs> right. All right. Um, um, yeah, but uh, interesting scene, at least. Yeah, we don't have to it get just, too much into the wine tasting. <laughs> it just played so comedically. I yeah. I don't like I don't like when Twin Peaks goes super jokey like that. It's also a little bit past the point of us considering there being a possibility that it's going to be. Or not that we ever actually entertain the possibility that it would be him and Lucy, but it's definitely after the point where it really feels like, okay, she's already picked Andy. So what are yeah. we doing here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, favorite right. scene? Uh, favorite scene. Um, I'm just going to sneak mine in here. Go for it. Uh, I... Again, a lot for just a particular character's performance, but the scene when Wyndham is explaining the white and black lodges to his captive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta you gotta respect the actor who plays Wyndham Earl. He's a really good actor. He's very I wish he did more magnetic. I wish he did more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, so that's pretty cut and dry reasoning, but that's mm-hmm. mine. Um, favorite scene for me. Uh Uh, I don't know. I kind of like the scene with the box where he's trying to open up the box and he just drops it and, and oh, Pete just drops the box. The puzzle box? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like when him and uh, Piper uh, get to hang out and chew some scenery together. They're so, they're so over the top. <laughs> Especially because Pete is like mumbling poetry about, about, <laughs> about Josie. Josie. And he can't think of the uh, word bloom, which is really weird. Yeah. But I think I think I'll just give it to that diner scene. I like the diner scene a lot. Sure. Uh it's it's Coop definitely gets, solid. Coop gets to be flirty. Yep. Ordering some donuts. Um oh we know that was a different scene. Um <laughs> but Coop's they're both with, with their lady friends at yeah. their sides. Um it's a lot of fun. It's great. I, uh yeah, it was an, it, this was an okay episode. It's not a bad episode. But it's no Evelyn Marsh. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I did have a little bit of fun, but... Yeah, it, it, it doesn't... It's not fun enough. It's not weird enough. It doesn't further enough mm-hmm. plot stuff, but yeah. it's fine. Yep. 
And I guess with that, uh, who do we care about? Let's, uh, yeah, I think I actually care about everything that's going on. The one thing that I'd say is that Bobby's being a real dick and it's making it a little bit difficult, but I, he's still on the side of me caring. Yeah. Yeah. I care about, yeah. I, uh, I was bummed Audrey wasn't in this episode. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. She just got on. Do you think she had to film something because suddenly she was just on, she was in Seattle there's I mean there are episodes where characters just don't show up um yeah but I, I she's think she's such back. a central character yeah she's definitely back in like at least two of the next three episodes yeah so, I don't know I but it, I mean maybe she was filming something maybe she was uh, <laughs> there's no overlap in this this is just kind of fun fact she's in Gilmore girls actually oh yeah okay Sherilyn Fenn. I'll, ch- I'll I'll check that out. Yeah. I she's such a good actress. I really like her. She's pretty great. Um, I think I care about everything. Even even Mike right now. Mike and Nadine after after that. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with Na- I'm okay with Nadine running for Miss Twin Peaks. Should we unblacklist her? Can we say her name now? We can say her name again. All right, she's one our way one our way back into our hearts. But yeah, I'm gonna give. I'm predicting Shelly wins. Um, yeah, Shelly wins over Sanders. Although, honest, honestly, I feel like Donna has some more plot reasons to win it right now with what's going on with her family. Sure. So I feel like it might. They might give it to her. Yeah. And uh, um, where do you put Rubio? Like, um, I, I. I I ranked my predictions. I said uh, Cruz Trump Rubio, and with eighty one percent reporting in, and then Shelly Donna, or Shelly Donna. That's looking. It's looking like I'm gonna I'm gonna win that. Hillary Clinton up one point two percent from Sanders right now, mm-hmm. but they're still you know that's super super close. But yeah, Cruz is up three percent from Trump, and Trump's up. Two percent from Rubio, so I think I think I think I got this. Wait, Trump is Trump's up only two percent from Rubio. Uh, actually, less than that's like so one point five percent. That's so heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, I honestly I think once some of the other smaller fish drop out, yeah, that they're gonna they're gonna go to Rubio. I hope so, at least. Oh, Jesus, I hope so. Who's the? Let's see who's next after Rubio. Oh, this site's down. Uh, it's probably not. I'm probably not gonna get to work. But yeah, well, well, that's exciting. To, yeah, we can we can talk about the breakdown next week. Yeah. Well, no, actually, next week we're doing our Super Bowl show. Oh, that's right. Uh, we're doing Le- our pre- we're doing day. our pregame coverage. Yeah, Left Shark Day, which is actually which is actually what we're gonna do next week. <laughs> Great. Yep. Uh, all right. Um, I guess peep on twinning, everybody. Yeah, peep on twinning, y'all. Um, yeah. Uh, excited to see uh, what happens next in the show. I think. Uh, I hope they try to wrap it up. Based on the fact that you never saw Firewalk with me after you finish <laughs> up Twin Peaks, <laughs> makes me afraid that it's that it ends on a not great note. I mean, the thing about Firewalk with me is that I think it's pretty easy to ignore as part of like the story's canon especially because 
it doesn't. Was David Lynch involved in the in the movie? Oh yeah, heavily. Like then, he, how would you not? Uh, how can you discount it? I, it's not that you discount it necessarily, because like basically, the thing about it is that it doesn't add a whole lot new on the bookends. Like it doesn't really go too much before the Laura Palmer's death, and it definitely goes doesn't go too much after Laura Palmer's death. So chronologically yeah. speaking. A lot of it is just kind of filling in information, you know, like things that we don't didn't have access to earlier. I guess there is actually a lot of stuff before her murder with like the whole Philip Jeffries, like David Bowie's stuff. But oh, yeah, David Bowie's in it. Yeah. And Kiefer Sutherland. Interested to see that. All right. Well, I'm going to yeah. sign off. I feel like my Internet's going to drop out. I feel like everyone's online right now. All right. Probably doing the election. Well, um, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'll close it out with. um uh, David Lynch giving his endorsement to uh, one of the candidates. I've got Martin O'Malley pegged to win on a landslide. Bye. <laughs>